Hi there, this is Todd, Percy, and Nick, and we are the producers of Dungeons and Drama Nerds, a weekly podcast that explores the intersection of theater and tabletop role-playing games. New episodes come out each Wednesday and alternate between actual play episodes and commentary episodes. In our first season, we explored D&D, Apocalypse World, and Paranoia Red Clearance. We also talked storytelling mechanics, safety tools, and how to devise for theater and TTRPGs. This season, we'll be exploring Blades in the Dark, Bluebeard's Bride, Kids on Bikes, Oh Dang, Bigfoot Stole My Car with My Best Friend's Birthday Present Inside, and Lancer. And we'll also discuss Commedia, Horror Theater, Trans Identity and Mecha Sci-Fi, and much more. Found interesting? Make sure you give us a listen on your podcatcher of choice, and give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at DNDramaNerds. Welcome to Moon Harbor Heroes. Today's issue is Hatchlings Part 2, A Faces Story. On the cover, we see Sana standing before an imposing stone statue. The stone wizard's outstretched hand holds a sinister staff crackling with energy. Behind Sana and the statue, we see Quetzal, wings spread wide, diving a stone manacore. We turn the page and our story begins. And I think we cut back forward with that to like the two of you kind of side by side near this gate and Sana, as you guessed it is guarded there are about a dozen animated like suits of armor but like there are pieces missing of the suits and like there are also like burn marks on some of the suits and like what looks like claw marks like ripping through the metal and one suit like Half of the face is, like, like, the faceplate is, like, melted. These look like the suits of fallen soldiers who fell in battle. And if there are pieces of the suits missing, like, the bodies are still acting like there are pieces there. Like, one person is missing the arm, but there's still a sword floating near it. And things of that nature. They don't turn and look at you. They just stand there kind of stoic, just guarding this gate. And then you hear a flapping of wings behind you, and... The same gargoyle, gargoyle, lands next to you and is like, Master says for you not to leave, so uh, just just go back inside and everything will be okay. Just uh, back in in the house so you don't have to do anything you'd regret. No. She looks at the gargoyle and then is like, and did father tell you to keep me safe? He said, do not let them leave the property. How do you think you'd feel if I got hurt? That would reflect badly on you, wouldn't it? You can see a lot of genuine, like, concern on its face. And there's a moment of, like, softness in its eyes as it looks at you. She looks up at Nube and says, I've got a terrible idea. Let's do it. I trust you. And then she basically runs towards... Her thought is she wants to provoke the gargoyle into dealing with the animated figures for her. And if the animated figures are going to attack her, the gargoyle can protect her that way. Or... The gargoyle would be obligated to protect her by dealing with them. Okay, go ahead and roll to provoke for me. Seven. As you are running forward, the gargoyle kind of just lets out this, like, really piercing yell. And then it's like, no, Senna cannot get hurt. Senna has to stay inside the property. And it looks at Nubay and is like, Senna cannot get hurt. Senna cannot get hurt. So 
don't let Senna fight. Just turn the magic off. And that was it airing, and you all get a critical opportunity, which is there is a way to turn the magic off. Now that she's kind of getting closer to these constructs, could she, just because she's studied under, she's gotten an amount of studying from her dad all her life, have a, like, I guess roll assess to see what she can figure out? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and roll to assess the situation. Hey, that's a 10. 10. All right. On a 10, you get to ask too. I guess, yeah, she wants to know, okay, if there's a quick way to shut off, how do? Um, so how best could we end this quickly? As you're looking, you can see like traces of magical energy going from the knights directly into the house. All of these knights, and honestly, it looks like everything in the entire space is all generating from one source. So if you got whatever that source was and stopped it, or took it, or whatever the case may be, then that would be a really good way to stop all the protection slash isolation imprisonment things that Curse has set up. So she's going to stop short and be like, oh god, we have to go back in the house. In the house? Are you are you sure? We don't get to leave unless they're gone, and their thing that controls them is in the house. Okay, we're going back in the house. Oh god, and she like flies at you to grab you and take you back inside. And I guess, can I ask my other question as we go to the house, which is just, what's the greatest, like, danger? Absolutely. As you all get to the front door, like, get close to the front door, there are two, because of course there are, statues of lions on either side of the front steps. And those two lions rear up and then shake. And as they shake, two big stone wings come out of each of their backs. And these aren't lions so much as they are manticores. And they look furious. This house is terrifying. <laughs> so, Nube, you are flying, you and Sana, yeah. towards the front door, slash mm-hmm. towards the building. And these two manticores are rising up to attack. I think Nube says, okay, hug me real tight. She's happy to do that. I'm gonna try to do the the airplane thing of get on your side and cross between them as quickly as possible. That sounds like another uh, Unleash Your Powers to overcome this obstacle. I'm sure this will go great. That's an 11! Alright, so you all are just gonna cross over any obstacle that is thrown your way. Cool. I, yeah. I'm i fine with it. If, Let's if, go. I don't know if you want to make this an extra roll or we can just take this off, uh, but it'd be very fun if she did that in the Mandacores. I don't know if you were gonna have the Mandacores like, breed fire and they just breed fire at each other. I wasn't, but that's great. So I'm going to steal that now. <laughs> uh, so, Nube, tell me what it looks like as you pass through these two mandacores there. Yeah, I think we're flying and the mandacores are getting ready to, like, blow fire at us. And as we're passing them, they, like, turn and face each other. And we are fast enough that when the fire comes, they're just directing it at each other. Fantastic. And it doesn't burn the other mandacore. It just, like, washes over them because they are made of stone. Like, we pull back and we do see that there's, like, char marks on them, but they don't look injured. There's, like, a blind, like, or or something, like, catching fire in the background. Nice. A lampshade. There's, like, a a bush behind them that's, like, a flame. And they're still pursuing you, but not nearly as quickly because they also lost a lot of momentum when they, like, prepared to blast the fire at you. So you all are able to get inside the house. You're going in through the front door. You're going in through the balcony again. How are you getting inside there? 
where where exactly are we going, Sana? Does the balcony seem close enough to where we need to go, or would the front door be a lot quicker? It seems like it's very much the middle of the house, which means like balcony or front door will probably get you there in about the same amount of time. Balcony seems like less chance to run into anybody. Balcony it is, and she like pulls up. Whatever they land, Sana doesn't actually like go right away because she was told to hang on tightly and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> she hugs you and then she goes, We we probably need to hurry. Yeah. Right. yeah. This way. Yeah. And Sana, you know your dad pretty well. If there's a source of magic that he is not controlling directly, like that is not coming from his person, there are very few things in the house that could be autonomously creating magic without him there. One of those things is his staff, which he keeps in the library. And it's just like, there's a statue, not of him, but it's a statue of like some heroic looking or villainous looking wizard figure. And the staff sits in its hand when it is not being used. The library is like two floors down from where you all are. So it's a pretty uneventful trip down there. Whether or not they actually do, the eyes of the portrait seem like they're following you. But other than that, nothing all that exciting is going on. Creepy, creepy, creepy. This hallway's always creepy. Sana just nods. She doesn't actually think so. This is sort of where she's grown up. Are you gonna miss it? I, maybe. I'm a little, I'm a little scared that I will. That like I'll regret all this tomorrow morning if we make it. I promise you, uh, if we make it, we'll find a creepy portrait to put like, in our apartment or where we end up. I mean, if we haven't talked, we mentioned an apartment. Yeah. She's smiling at that. Okay, good. But we need to leave before we can be gone. And as you get down to the floor where the library is, um, the library is like on top of a landing. So there's like the big entranceway foyer area with like underneath the library is like the big ass dining room. But you can like walk straight through the foyer into that dining room or you can go up one of the sets of stairs and the library is above it. And so there's this like big balcony effect from like in front of the library down to the main entrance hall. And right as you all get to like that landing from upstairs, the doors crash open and the two manticores are there. Hello. And I think they know where you're going. And there's a moment where like they look at the door and then look at you. I can try to distract them or keep them occupied while you get what you need to get. Okay, just if you need to run, run. Never. And she like launches herself at both the gargoyles with her arms extended to do some sort of like double clothesline flying. Excellent. And uh, Nube, go ahead and roll to directly engage a threat for me. Cool. Eight. All right. On a seven to nine, choose one. Create an opportunity for your allies. I want to distract them for long enough that Sana can get there. Can get at least to the place she wants to get to. Perfect. And they are sufficiently distracted. Tell me what it looks like as you clothesline the two of them. I think I, like, fly a couple feet with them, like, stuck in my arms until they, like, slam against a wall. And I'm a little bit surprised I had the strength for this. Like, my dad could do this, but this is, like, the most strength I've ever displayed. Okay? Stop it. Okay? Oh, I'm gonna have to punch you, aren't I? And I think right as we get the, like, thought bubble being like, I didn't think I could, a paw comes out of the air 
and just smacks you to the floor. It doesn't make you take a powerful blow. You just hit the floor. Sana, you're right at the door to the library and you hear this crash. There's definitely just a panel of her, like, stopping and freezing for a second and then taking a deep breath and moving forward because Nube is giving her this opportunity. She's not going to lose it. Perfect. As you open the door, Sana, in front of you is the library, which is mostly like really old tomes, kind of like what you were talking about earlier, like bound in leather. And in the middle of the room is this statue. It may be like an ancient relative, like a long ancestor, but it's just this like wizardy looking, warlocky looking figure. And in his hand is the staff. There's just a loud screeching sound as Sana is driving over a table so she can go and reach up for the to the staff. I love them so much. You two are both so good. All right. And Sana, you get the table dragged over there with probably like half a page of like screeching onomatopoeia across it. This maybe emphasizes that while like Nube is doing all of this, these awesome feats of strength, Sana's got little noodle arms. And... As you get up on the table to take the staff out of the hand of this, like, probably 10-ish foot tall wizard, you see the stone hand tighten with a crunch. And then look up, and the statue's head has turned to look directly at you. We turn the page and cut back to Nube. Nube, you were just attacking the manticores, the two stone manticores that have been flying around. And then one of them just, like, pawed you straight to the ground. Tell me what it looks like as you are recovering in this, like, slight indent in the foyer floor. Yeah, I think her... I don't think she has scars, but she has, like, uh, her cropped out has, like, a mark where maybe, like, one of the claws was in. And uh, she's, like, shaking herself and then notices the indent. And then suddenly her face kind of gets serious. Because this uh, is a crept up that uh, Sana gave her. And now she's upset because it has a hole in it. And uh, what do you do with that emotion that you've got now? She's gonna fly straight at that uh, manticord and punch it in its face. Like Superman style flying forward with a punch. Terrific. And as you're flying there, remind me, is that the same kind of power set that like your dad has? Yes, mine is weaker, but yes, my dad has more invulnerability than me, more strength than me. Flying is about the same. I would say I'm a better flyer if I had to to guess, but everything else, he's way stronger and way more invulnerable than me. Excellent. As you are flying with your fist forward, a la Superman, I think we get like a superimposed, almost ghost image, like right behind you, of your dad in that same pose flying with you. Yeah. I don't know if that's something that you see, but it's something the audience sees, is like, yeah, this similarity there. Of La Aguila and Quetzal. Uh, yeah, I think if someone were to show this footage for her, it would, it, that would be a take a powerful blow if someone showed this to her. But since it's like heat of the moment, she doesn't realize that she's basically following her dad's footsteps here. At least, like, literally. Excellent. And with that, go ahead and roll to directly engage a threat for me. Cool. Let's do a punchy punch. That's an 11. 
All right, on a 10 plus, you can choose two. Avoid their blows, and I guess Sana already has an opportunity. Uh, they're stone, right? Yep. I'm just going to take its head off. That's perfect. I was about to say that you're going to destroy this manticore, so tell me what it looks like. Yeah, I'm going to take this head off and then hopefully use it to beat the other one. Excellent. Is that a, like, you're going to grab the head and pull it off? Or is it like your punch just hits the neck and just shatters the neck? I think the punch hits the, the like, I don't think manticores have a sternum, but like middle. And then she flies up and then pulls the head up as she flies. Terrific. And as you pull it off, like, the face had been animated, but it doesn't, like, react in pain. It just stops reacting. Like, its face freezes back to statue. And the body of the manticore just falls to the ground. And there is this massive crash as it just, like, explodes into rubble. I'm sure no one will notice that. And then Gargoyle walks in the door, looks up, and just starts, like, as hurriedly as it can, cleaning up the pile of rubble there. We're in the mansion, I say, in, in that basically that tone. It's just kind of repeating, like, Santa cannot leave the mansion, Santa cannot leave the mansion, Santa cannot leave the mansion. Just muttering under its breath as it's like, it's moving the rubble to a trash can, <laughs> but that trash can is not that large. Yeah, I think while this is happening, I'm going to try to use the head as a battering ram for the other one. Perfect. I think we see you flying towards it with that battering ram head available, and then we turn the page and see Sana. Sana, this statue just looked you in the eyes, gripped the staff tighter, and is now about to attack. What do you do? I think she was, like, reaching for it as that happened. And so she sees it moving and being, like, and seeing an attack coming from her. At first she maybe freeze up, but then there was all this crashing outside, and she's like, right, Nubay's still going, I can do this. And I think she's gonna try, like, doing a, doing a personal, like, shielding hex. Just having a little shield pop out of her hand. Of energy to block whatever attacks coming towards her. Perfect. Go ahead and roll to unleash your powers for me. I think that's actually plus zero for me. Yeah, plus zero. She's not. She doesn't do this under pressure very much. Oh no. Oh no. Actually no. Oh yay! Exp. <laughs> <laughs> you are absolutely getting that experience. That was a six, and your shield totally works. You do not get harmed from this. The force of it like breaks the table underneath you, but like. You basically just get, like, knocked through the table and, like, hit the ground underneath you. It probably knocks the wind out of you, but you didn't, like, take impact. And then the wizard raises the staff and, like, swings it in a small circle. And the books start flying off the walls like they're bats. And they just start swarming in the air and flying kind of towards you, but not, like, directly towards you. It's like... The swarm is kind of swirling and circling, and you will be getting hit by books in the process, but they're not, like, aggressive yet. I think she wants to, so, like, person, or the wizard statue to spell to make, to summon the books. I think she wants to do a spell to be, like, pointing at the statue to be like, hey, books, there's book food over there. All right. I think that's going to be a directly engage a threat there to see if you can take the control of the books from them. I'm stressed she's not made for combat. Okay, that's, a seven. that's something. Alright, so on a seven, uh, choose one from the list. I feel like take something from them is what happens by default of... Yeah, she wants control over the weapon now. She wants control... Or she wants control over the books now. 
I think it's the something she's taking. Perfect. And these books, again, bat-like, swarming through the air. They're flapping their wings a la a bat. It's, they're, they're like covers a la a bat. It's actually a very cool look. They kind of start your hand gestures. Tell me what it looks like as you like send them after this statue. First, she kind of like swirls her hand in the air just to make sure it's not coincidence that is in fact the control that she has. And then she's going to just suddenly snap her finger and point. And if Nube was there, she'd recognize that the pose came from like a Magical Girls comic book. Aww. Like it's very much the count up your crimes, I will punish you pose from one of those. Yay. Perfect. And the books just go pelting into that statue. And like, some of the books are pretty small and like, they hit and kind of just like rip or like collapse to the ground. But some of those are like dictionary sized, like hardcover books. Some of them are even more ancient that are like bound in wood or bound in like, even like thin like pieces of uh, stone. And so they're just like knocking chunks off this statue. I think like, it's got, like, a long beard, and someone just, like, knocks, like, the bottom, like, third of it off. And the statue is definitely taking some damage there. And then the statue points the staff at you, Sana, and twists the staff in kind of, like, a rotating of the wrist way. And you just start levitating up in the air. And, like, no matter how much you try to move, like, you're in control of your limbs. You just can't get friction to propel yourself anywhere. Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Icy Sheets, T.P. Huth, Elliot Peterson, and Sean Geddes, and edited by Icy Sheets and Sean Geddes. Icy, they, them, can be found on Twitter at IcyNewYear or at IcyNewYear.com. T or Tess, she or her or they, them, can be found on Twitter and Instagram at tphuth94. That's T-P-H-U-T-H-9-4. Elliot, she, her, or they, them, can be found at Elliot Yulen on Twitter. That's E-L-L-I-O-T-Y-L-E-N. Sean, any pronouns, can be found at The Crumpet on Twitter. That's T-H-E-C-R-U-M-P-I-T. This issue was jammed by Icy Sheets. Portia was played by Satya Amira Omer, she, her. Satya is a transbian with too many feelings and can be found at SatyaV20 on Twitter. That's S-A-T-Y-A-V-2-0. Quetzal was played by Fabi Garza, she, her. Fabi is a games writer, podcaster, sensitivity consultant, and the cutest bear girl in the world. She can be found at Fabi Garza on Twitter and as a member in Eidolon Playtest. Fabi Garza is F-A-B-B-Y underscore G-A-R-Z-A. Void Viper is played using the custom playbook, The Bonded, written by Lauren Peterson, he, him. Lauren is the GM for Nerds on a Roll, where The Bonded was first introduced. You can find him at dm underscore lsp on Twitter and at dmlsp.itch.io. You can find Nerds on a Roll at noar underscore podcast on Twitter. Lighthammer slash Requiem was played using the custom playbook, The Persona, written by Kyle Rawlings of Five Point Games. You can find Kyle, they, them, or he, him on Twitter at 830toawesome or at 5pointsgames.itch.io. 830toawesome is the numbers 830 and then the words 2awesome. You can find The Bonded and The Persona at the link in the show notes. The music in this issue is Black Vortex by Kevin MacLeod. 
A link to his website and the license will be in the show notes. Moon Harbor Heroes is played using Masks A New Generation, written by Brendan Conway and produced by Magpie Games, and other games by independent creators. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles, or on Patreon at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. For updates and more information, find us on Twitch and YouTube by searching for Moon Harbor Heroes, or follow us on Twitter at Moon Harborcast. If you want to contact us, DM us on Twitter or email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice or tell a friend. Five-star reviews and word of mouth are really the best way to keep bringing these stories to more people. And thank you for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue.